Hey everybody, welcome. It's episode 21 of FTF Podcast, formerly Fuck the Future. Steve Jobs got us down here. I'm with Ed Zitron, spelled how it sounds. He's at Ed Zitron on Twitter. I am at Drew Toothpaste on the same horrible website. And uh, Ed, I'm just going to start off here. I'm going to tell you an idea I had. Uh, I I mentioned about six episodes ago that uh, I've been I've been making pottery lately and uh, yeah I've you know in the process of making pottery it's like if you're gonna make paintings you always start off and you're gonna make a hundred or a thousand really shitty paintings you might have some good paintings but there's gonna be a lot of awful paintings uh, unfortunately with pottery you can't reuse the canvas because after you fire it it's like it changes the chemical composition of it so you can't turn it back into clay. It's done. So um, I've right. I've had this idea. So I've got this pile of this fucked up pottery that I've made. It doesn't look good. It's like asymmetrical. Uh, some of it is cracked and so forth. I figured out what I'm going to do with it. I'm going to go. At, see, I was thinking about it and I was like, well, where do you put it? And, you know, of course, you could put it in the ground. That's where silicate minerals come from where they should go to but then i was thinking about it and i figured out what i'm gonna do uh i'm gonna go around town there's several stores that are called pottery barn i'm gonna go i'm gonna bring in my pottery and i'm gonna leave it there and then it goes and that's where it goes right and i here's what i think they can take it from there they know what to do with it yeah i mean it's their job it's their wheelhouse, it's their right? Barn. They, the barn is for it. It's not just their wheelhouse. <laughs> it's their responsibility. It's like the idea <laughs> of going to Pottery Barn. Hey, hey, you take it from here, guys. Yeah, exa- this my, exactly. This isn't, this isn't my business. I'm not called Drew Pottery. Right. Right. No, I don't. Uh, uh, I don't even know if I. I. I don't know if I would be able to sell it. So I don't even know. It's just. Uh, but yeah, yeah. So you know, they break plenty of pottery every year. I'm sure putting it on the shelves. Uh, I used to work at a gift store. I know that I broke pottery, some of it, on accident when I worked there. And so you know, when you work at some place like that, you broke it deliberately. Oh, uh, well. It, like just did you like like just deliberately brush against it or were you just like fuck this shit Pff, just smack it off the shelf like a cat well <laughs> so well it, it's kind of a it's kind of a long story so i i got this job i think it paid about three and a half dollars an hour um and right. it was at the, it was at the store it's like a chain store or whatever and um I worked uh I worked there and it it was a very strange job. My coworkers were weird and uh never paid attention to whether I was coming or going. And so I I ended up at some point I was in the back uh the back room so it's like in a strip mall, right? And I was in the back room right. and the back room went uh like the entire length of the store and then it wrapped around it was like this big l-shaped room so you could go in this door at one side and you could go all the way around to the other side and it was like you're back in this maze nobody knows where you are nobody can see you um and there was there was uh, golf clubs there in the back room and so we had stuff and so i was hitting it with golf clubs 
you know, right. they weren't they that weren't gonna fun. they weren't <laughs> they weren't gonna sell it uh, anyway uh so uh but i fucked up actually and and you know i deserved it because uh you know it, it's not right to destroy things it doesn't matter you know what what the situation is you know i had poor judgment i was a teenager yeah. um anyway so i i I uh, somehow destroyed this bottle of of apple scented air freshener or something like that, and it got all over me. And to this day, I still cannot stand artificial apple scent. It just makes me want to vomit. I I can't deal with it at all. Like an apple candle, apple incense, apple air freshener, just can't deal with it. That's my apple albatross. <laughs> that's that's my albatross now you for, seen for breaking it yeah should've, i know should have i know see seen that one like bright headlights was well, it's, it's totally poetic no i i totally deserve it no i i deserve it so oh yeah well i mean i've never done a retail job like i i always say i'm like really lucky i know i am like i'm very transparent with that occasionally i'll get some shit from someone like some some guy you just got money from your parents i didn't get like the millions but like yeah i I was raised well i had parents who loved me they gave me opportunities they had some connections they used like seriously they were great and i i'm lucky enough to say like the first job i did was like games journalist i was super lucky so i've never done like a manual labor job and also i know i'd be fucking terrible at it just someone 100% clear. That would be like the job I failed the most at. Because well, I am super... My dyspraxia means that... Which is my coordination with disability. I know I would like knock over something day one. Or like I drop it. I just fucking drop it on the floor. Like it would like slip from my hands. Or I'd go to grab it. And I'd just miss. I'd like end up like slapping oh. something off. Oh, Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And if if you are working at a job and you have uh, a manager, so uh, so this is the thing. So if you have a manager, Ed, uh, they are like in a sandwich between you and the owner, and the owner is going to blame yeah. them for everything that happens in the restaurant. And then the manager, anything that happens, unless they're like a really great person, which they're great, they're really nice, sympathetic, cool people out there. And you might work at a restaurant or you might work in a store or something and you have a manager and you drop something or break something and they're like, hey, it happens. Don't worry about it. You know, you do a good job, whatever. They might say that. I've never run into one of those, unfortunately. Um, Thankfully, my my career. theoretical manager. Yeah. I mean, I won't go into detail, but like the vast majority of managers I've had, even in my suited and booted career have been okay i take it back 50 percent of them have just taken credit but been pretty nice the other 50 yeah. <laughs> have actively taken credit and then seen to it that any mistake they make somehow even if i'm not directly involved comes back to me yeah yeah Except absolutely I got very good at keeping notes i always keep notes Oh, so it's you like except for this podcast, and <laughs> I. So I'd know, I'd know when things are happening, and so they do shit like they claim. Well, I pitched that, and I did this, and I did that, and then when in a meeting with internally, never say it to the client internally, 
I'd, they'd say, well, I did this and I did this. And I said, well, that's fascinating because right here in my hand, I got the printed emails where I did it. Uh, yeah. And just like, yeah. just like this weird look on their face. Like no one's ever, like clearly people have said to them, hey, you're lying, but no one has ever come with the proof where it's like, hey, so this is, this is what I did. Yeah. I'm not calling yeah. you a liar. I'm saying, why are you claiming that you did something that I did? And they just they they like they they get like smoke coming out of their ears and shit. Their robot brains fry, so they're quite angry. Anyway, I really am glad I don't work for a company anymore because I fucking I I don't like people in general, but I really don't like pe working for people. I I have learned that I work well with others, but for what I do specifically, I do it very well when kind of. I control the ship, which is probably like gonna be egotistical and whatever. But still, I, I think it's, it's like, I think it's common if you're good at your job. Sure. Yeah, and I don't really care about credit. I care about clients keeping paying, business keep going. That's all that matters to me. As long as the clients are happy and they keep fucking paying. I am tickety boo. Like I don't give a shit if they're like Trevor did the more work or Ed did the more work. Like it's all easy PR. Like that's great for me. But there is something really weird about like I've never understood. I guess maybe it's because I'm not. I'm insecure, but not insecure about what I do. So I guess uh -huh. like the insecure managers are the ones who like take credit and are also mad. Like they're mad <laughs> at you for yeah like not doing the work that they don't want to do. And I get it. I get not wanting to do any work. I wish I couldn't. I wish I had the ability to hire like 15 people to do all the work for me. But it well, just isn't it, possible. Like I, and, I, and you would have to work to. as well as well as me. I'd be scared because then they'd be taking business <laughs> from me. Terrible. Yeah. It, yeah. My it, whole it, fear with PR people is that one day, Someone's going to rise up like that one caveman who is like, huh, what if I take these two sticks and a rock? Like, they're going to, like, the PR person that makes fire is going to finally destroy me. <laughs> yeah. And take all your clients, right? Yeah, but that's not really how it works. It, but that's it, what anxiety it, is. Anxiety is great. Anxiety is like the best fanfic maker in that it, you sit there anxiously and it's just like, it just comes up with like a, a, the darkest future and like the litany of ways that you could be in trouble. But if you're like, hey, brain, can you like help me plan my day? It's like, nope. You want me to act right. about like all the ways in which everything's going to go wrong in vivid detail, so vivid that you're not able to sleep? Absolutely. Yeah. I cannot do that on command, though. That's going to happen to you at like two in the morning. Yeah, I I love that. I love the idea that anxiety is fan fiction where nobody fucks. It's just every. Yes. <laughs> it's just a fan well, no, fiction no. No, where like, everything you're, you're like goes someone wrong. Someone else fucks. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, e yeah. Everybody, everybody else is having fun except you. You're just trying to. Uh, you're just trying to grasp at straws as your entire enterprise completely fails in all possible ways which it, like it likely won't but in my brain it's like no nah, i'm crazy all right so talking of everyone else having fun so yeah i have been looking at this whole like 
I've not had any interest, and it's going to be a week later, so who knows at this point, but like, there's this whole thing where the FBI was like, oh yeah, we found all these parents that were paying people to rig the SATs so they can get into a college and all this other shit. Oh yeah. So, yeah. it's two reasons, two things, two things, well, it's more than two. First thing that stood out here was like everyone who was like smug about it. A lot of people who like went to these colleges and like definitely had some kind of privilege that got them there. Like I don't mind if someone's like, like, oh yeah, I I like I fucking scraped by and like I went to college and it took a lot of fucking effort. Sure. But the ones who were like clearly like had privileged parents who like helped them get in there, it's like at that point, you can't really make fun of this. Yeah. Yeah. Like that you can't really make fun of this, but nevertheless, people endlessly have. But also the other thing is, I got some bad new news about like money and what it can buy you. Because the <laughs> truth is, yeah, the one thing that this isn't telling anyone, the one thing the story it's not really being investigated, it kind of it is with like Jared Kushner and stuff. Fine. Most people aren't just admitting that these people were just bad at spending the money. Like that's not you want to get into USC. Like, you pay, you have $1.5 million to pay. Uh, well, it just is buy, the, like, a hall and call it the, like, the, the like, I'm Mr. Dildo, and this is the Mr. Dildo <laughs> Hall of Dildos. Like, like, that's all you do there. Like, that's it. That's all you need to do. Like, and these people I, are like, yeah, they basically tried to bribe people to get in. Also, how fucking stupid do you have to be to, like... Like, fail the SAT. Because it wasn't like these were Ivy, all Ivy League. There were some, like, USC, which is a really good school. But it's not, yeah, like, I, Ivy League, I, Ivy League. Surely they could just pay all that money to, like, seriously train their kids. Are their kids such dramatic failures that, like, they couldn't get in? And I get And it would be one thing if it was, like, three kids. They'd be like, okay, maybe these kids were just extra normally dumb and their parents are extra normally rich. Sure, yeah. And yeah. fine. But it's like 50 kids. Like, how fucking dumb and lazy must they have to be? I I think I think it's like, just... Uh, it's just I, really confusing. In, in the amount of money going in there is just insane. Like, uh, so uh, the only time I've... I've only committed bribery once. Did I ever tell you about it, Ed? My my no. one time I bribed uh I bribed a police officer. <laughs> what? I think I think the statute uh, of I think the statute of imposed. No, I think the stat no the statute of limitations is over for that. It's not murder. And I don't I'm not gonna say the person's name and I'm not gonna say um it it I'll say it was over 10 years ago and it was in a Western state. That's all I'll say. So there's no way you're going to find this cop. And also I bribed him with $40. So it doesn't, so it, it's like good luck finding my, my two $20 bills. Uh, uh, but uh, actually, <laughs> one, like actually, put, no, like but so one of actually one of the twenty dollar bills was my was my wife's, 
And we were driving, right. we were out there, we were driving, nothing going on. If you've ever been in the plain states out west, all of these states where there's just uh, it's beautiful. It's wilderness. There's lots of cool people in the towns and the small towns and whatever, but the interstates just go through nowhere. They go through long stretches of nowhere. And so, you know, you're driving, there's not even any other cars on the road. And so we were going like 90 miles an hour. I'm not going to lie. You know, I broke the law. Um, yeah. Anyway, so we're going, we're shooting down the fucking expressway and a cop blows by us the other way. And immediately I'm like, okay, because the speed limit's 70. So he was going at least 70, right? And I was like, yeah. and we're going fucking 90. So relative yeah. to us, he was going 160 in the other direction. And oh like by the time, huh? Yeah, yeah, oh God, yeah. I said. Yeah, no, it's so fast. And so by the time he even knew what was going on, there's no way he could catch us. So I'm just like, whatever, I'm fine. And it's like 20 fucking seconds later. I see the blue lights in my rear view. So he must have, he must have like skidded, like fucking Tokyo drifted through the little gravel thing in the middle of the road. And he must have come up on us at like, it must have been 150 fucking miles an hour. Cause it was no lie. Like 15, 20 seconds later, he's right behind me. And I'm like, fuck. Right. Like I'm, I got caught. Yeah. I'm done. How did he do that? He bent space time. I, I don't know. It was like a standard cop car. I mean, they're fast. But anyway, so I pulled over and he gave me the whole routine and whatever. Um, and he doesn't write me a ticket. He's like, well, I got my ticket book here. And he goes, listen, uh, I could hear. So he gave me the whole routine. He's like, Ohio, huh? And I'm like, yep. <laughs> He's like, he gives me the whole routine. He's like, well, is the speed limit 94 in Ohio? Ohio shape wrap in front of him. Right, 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 exactly. Yeah, he's like, yeah, is the speed limit 94? And I'm like, no, officer, the speed limit's normal where I come from, too. And he's like, well, why do you think you can come to my state and speed? And I'm like, I'm sorry, right? And I mean, he's doing the whole yeah. thing, and I know he's doing the whole thing. And I'm like, whatever, uh, I'm going to get, I'm going to have to go home, and I'm going to have to, like, mail in a check, whatever, and just say I fucked up, whatever. Uh, and he's like, okay, well, here's... Here's the thing is you were going so fast that you are going to have to come back here. And, and let me just say, it's like two days away from here, minimum, minimum oh two days drive. So it's out West. And, uh, uh, I'm like, wow, well that, you know, I'm really sorry. That sucks. And he's like, you're going to have to come back here and you're going to have to come to court and you're going to have to do all this. And then he pauses and he's like, or you can just pay the fine right now. And oh yeah. I said, "Oh, what's the fine?" And he said, $40. <laughs> and then he's <laughs> and then I'm like, "Oh, the fine did is did he turn and wink?" He didn't the, wink. wink he didn't wink. Okay, and here's the thing. So he was holding the ticket book. He was holding the ticket book, but he didn't write the ticket. He was holding it. And I, I was like, oh, so I can just pay you the fine now and go? And he's like, yes, and I won't write you a ticket so you won't have to come to court. And then I realized, oh, so I reach in my pocket, right? But here's the thing. I've been driving around the country for like two weeks at this point. I don't have very much money left. I look at my wallet. I have $20. I have literally a single $20 bill. And I look over at my wife. She's sitting in the passenger seat. And 
I'm like, do you have $20? And she digs around in her purse and she gets a $20 bill out and hands it to me. And I put them together and I hand them to the cop and he goes, thanks. Have a nice day. And he just walks away. And I was like, yeah, that cop stole $40. I think, I think I just bribed, I think I just bribed a cop. We were sitting there and he walked back to his car. Bribe him. And I just. You were in court. In in court, yeah, like, you'd just be like, he asked me for forty dollars. Yeah, yeah, no, uh, yeah, uh, and you know, uh, of course, there was no. This was a very long. This was like uh, in the early two thousands. I'll say that this. I mean, I don't think we even had telephones or anything. Uh, and and so we're just sitting there, and he pulls around us, and he takes off, and I was like, fuck. All right, so I drove off, you know, abided by the 70 mile an hour speed limit or whatever it is out there. Uh, and and we're going on down up the road. And about five or six minutes later, we see the cop again. He's got a minivan of people pulled over who I assume did not have $40 because he's making them take everything out of their van by the side of the road. And they're all just standing there and he's going through like all of their luggage and stuff. So, uh but that's that's the one time I bribe somebody. I wouldn't, you know, at this point, you know, I paid to go to college. It sucked. I wouldn't pay somebody millions of dollars to go to college. I, just, I think forty dollars is yeah. probably my max for a bribe. I think any more than that, and I'm like, no, you're just getting greedy. I, I right? I give you the forty bucks. That's fine. Yeah. I mean, in this case, it was also like bribing someone. I don't even know. It was so confusing. Well, it's... Know, it makes me it's, annoyed. It, it's just it, the whole fucking thing's confusing and annoying. And it's and it's also abstract, and it's all for the purpose of getting some little shithead into college where, I mean, you could go, if you're some little shithead and you have millions of dollars, like, you can go. You could just go to a normal college, Right. And you can yeah. just pay. And you honestly, can just pay for could, it. Well, you could just go to a community college, which I guess would shame them in the eyes of their idiot friends. Right. Right. And, right. and like, I don't know, but they could transfer over. I don't fucking know. I went to a college no one can spell or pronounce. Like, like Aberyst with. Oh, okay. I went to well, Aberystwyth and I did a year in Penn State. Uh, well, I can spell Penn State. Barely, I can spell it. <laughs> just a bit. It's got one or three N's. I can't really remember which. Right. So, so um, just thinking out loud here, yeah, I had to do like an entrance exam for Penn State. Not for Penn State, for Aberystwyth, but then I got a scholarship yeah. out of it. And the truth is, I'm glad I didn't go to a good college because I also don't believe in like flashpoint shit where you go back through your life and you're like, what if like I did this differently? It's like, if your life's good right now, stop looking back and being like, ah, bad stuff happened. Like, deal with it as best you can. Anyway, that's my life advice for all of you. But <laughs> I, just, I, hey, Ed, I, I'm, with I'm super glad okay. I went to, I, no, I went to a shitty college. I went to a shitty Which college one? too, uh, University of Cincinnati. Uh, I hear that it's Is better that now, college? but 
I no, but see, I heard I, I I've heard that it's gotten a lot better recently. But in the '90s, it was really really bad, and uh, the campus was nasty and everything was fucked up. But like during the period that everything was fucked up, they kind of let you go there for free. Like if you had done, and you didn't even have to do well on the SAT. Like you had to take the SAT. And you had to like do okay on it. And then you went in and you had to, you had to write them a little essay. And then if you completed it and like your essay made sense, they basically let you go there for free. And so that's what I did. And, uh, I, I can't imagine like wanting to go to a higher end college just because like, I don't know. I, I, uh, when I was in high school, you know, I, I did science, I did all this stuff, and uh, they had these informational session, uh, sessions for uh, these colleges that I could have gone to. They had them for uh, like Case Western and Rose Holman, just like all these colleges around here, and there was one for MIT. And every time I went in, they did this whole routine where they got like bona fide nerds to come in and they were like, oh, yeah, you do a lot of homework. And I was like, well, that sounds horrible. I don't, I don't want to do that. I want to go to shitty college and I want to get my degree and go and like get a job and do whatever. Um, and like, yeah. And one of the colleges was like almost all men also, which I was like, no, I want to like go to college and meet girls. So whatever. That's like my, uh, that, that was my viewpoint. I was 17 at the time. So that was like my heterosexual viewpoint on, on college. (laughs) I just, my general reaction to it is like, I don't, I don't care that much. In fact, when I was like doing agency life, every Stanford and Duke person I met was pretty fucking stupid because I had this theory about college, like many things are maybe wrong, but my theory is that college is very good for people who are good at college. Like they can memorize stuff. Memory is a big thing, especially in America where you still have multiple choice. We don't have multiple choice past like two years before the end of high school in England. (laughs) Yeah. Choice at college. And I'm guessing Harvard and Duke and all them are probably more difficult, but people are generally just good at college. They're good at, doing college things which don't necessarily mean they're good at like paperwork and they're good at getting through college essays and reading the college things and giving a critical analysis of the thing my general experience was in college and i realized i went to the college and no one can actually spell i got a first which is difficult to get because there's a weird system in england i'm proud of that but it was because the, the system allowed you to build a credit thing where it was all essays. I was I had no exams my last year. I did essays. I did like 200 pages of writing and I fucking loved it. Yeah. I was consistently scoring highly on essays. Everyone else would do poorly on essays but well in exams and I started to realize that maybe it was the exams were very good people like I have an hour to write a bunch of shit and I'll be graded based on the criteria of a of an exam. I'm here, I'm in an exam, so I will be examined and the the review will be an examination of my time considering the time I've spent. And I feel like that means that people are just very good at doing the thing that's expected of them versus exceeding that. 
I was always very good at just actually making a fucking argument and such. I don't know if it makes me smarter, but I got higher grades than them. The point I'm languidly making is I feel like college doesn't necessarily prepare you to be good at anything. I really don't, other than I'd say like medical stuff and law school and such. I which think I, feel I think is like I feel like I those think, really do prepare you, like scientific stuff especially. Yeah, it, it, and that's almost vocational. I yeah, I think that vocational school works very well, and uh, you know, law school and medical school are in effect vocational. Whereas going and and getting a bachelor's degree in a subject, you know, is not vocational as academic. So. Uh, of course, it require it requires a lot of effort to get through a program like that. So yeah. you have to put in you have to put in the effort. I'm not disrespecting anybody, but uh, no, absolutely. Uh, and I'm not saying everyone who does well at college is just doing good at college. But I just I meet these people. He was like people the four point from fucking Stanford and Duke, and they had no ability to function. They couldn't like they could show up and they could do a report. But any kind of like synthetic thought, like having to look at some stuff and come out with a conclusion was yeah, just yeah. so beyond them. Like wider reading. If I didn't fucking set like a reading report, they had no idea how to read around it. And it was insane because they didn't, they recalled information perfectly, like word for word. But did they use that information to do anything? Fuck no. And the ones who did really well were the ones who like literally didn't go to college. It was so all the ones that went to college or like went to like a community college and all the guys I ha hired other than one who's like an Ivy League guy and he's actually very bright um, didn't go to college or they went to like one year of theater and they're smarter than like 95% of people I know because guess what? Who fucking cares? I think the college is such a stupid way of grading people and I think that it creates these little clicks of but it's like unofficial clicks like that cliques clicks i don't know how you say words uh like, well, oh yeah you went to the same college as me man let's all fucking let's all sit around naked and stare at each other's dongs like i never <laughs> really understood that other than it's like helping you with the buyer's remorse of having gone to a college it's like ah we both went to stanford let's touch butts like, ah, I, well, I trust you more because you went to the same college. You Because of a decision you made when you were, like, 18. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yeah, and, and, you know, I think uh, essentially what, what has happened with the whole idea of college is when our parents, I mean, my parents were born uh, in the 40s. And, uh, you know, they went through their life trajectory and they went to college. Uh, and at that point, like, you know, if you were poor, it was hard to go to college. They figured out a way to go to college. Good on them. And yeah. then that directly translated, they were able to go to college and then that directly translated into them coming out the other end and being able to, you know, pick around in jobs. And of course it was boom times and everything else. And they could rent an apartment for $90 and X, Y, and Z. But, uh, they did very well based on figuring out a way to get into college and go to college. And of course it was very cheap at the time. And what happened over time is that college turned into something where everybody went to it. And then you had to get, if you wanted to distinguish yourself 
by going to college a lot, you had to get a master's degree or a PhD in some subject. And of course, what this does is this restricts this. This is a way, uh, this is a, a, a class-based way of restricting the ability of you know other members of the class to get a job. And so that's why this continues to increase. It's like a treadmill, except, you know, just to keep up on the treadmill now, you have to get a bachelor's degree. You have to get a master's degree just just to do a basic thing, right? And I don't know why, because college educated doesn't feel like it means anything to me right now. I can... I cannot, other than the basic like socialization, kind of like you take a dog, you have a puppy, make sure it meets other dogs so it doesn't like murder someone. And like that's what you need to do. That's college to me. College space where you go and meet people and you do some classes and you get used to the idea of a deadline and having to do shit. Except you don't have to do any of that, by the way. Just kidding. Like You don't have to remember a deadline in college. You can miss all sorts of shit. I used to know so many people who ended up good grades despite missing shit. Anyways, so I think that we're in this position now where people just aren't going to go to college, and at some point I'm hoping the job market adjusts so that they don't just fucking just demand this of people, this arbitrary denial of like access it just well, blows yeah, me away yeah. because and a lot of it's the fact that hr depart- it's it's a kind of horrible thing where hr depart- people are desperate for jobs because having a college degree isn't automatically getting you a job anymore and also hr departments are now overwhelmed with applications from all sorts of people so they need to set a baseline somewhere so they then have to start selecting people based on the criteria. So they choose, do you have a college degree is the floor. So it's yeah, this horrible yeah. self-fulfilling prophecy. And yeah, it's fucking crazy course. to me. It's insane. Well, yeah. And, and you know, the idea of, you know, having to buy your way into, uh, <laughs> you know, having to, having to cheat on the SATs and and having to you know buy your way into college admissions uh just seems to uh i don't know i it seems like okay if you if your parents are rich and powerful and they are dedicated to using their power whether it's economic or social power to get you uh you know a position in society to position their kids in society to enable them to do higher level things that make them more money and that are, you know, easier than a manual labor or retail job. Sure. Um, it seems like they could more efficiently do that than by, you know, committing fraud on a large scale to me. It seems almost like a, a textbook case of, uh, people who are, you know, people who are entitled to thinking that they are a member of a certain class, so therefore they are entitled to having their children go to a certain school or, or whatever. And of course, uh, that that bears fruit in the form of uh, wide-scale fraud, as it turns out. Yeah, it's insane to me. Um, I I don't know. I have, everything is insane to me at the moment. I like so. Yesterday is another thing that I've just senselessly got mad at. 
have you ever know have you noticed how people are with dogs these days online? There's the weird pathology around dogs. E- yes. It's uh people can't you know, it used to be that there would be a picture of a dog and you would like it and and you would move on. And now it seems that uh it it's like a it's a strange obsession with them. And it's not yeah, even I- that people are obsessed, but it's that they're they're obsessed with proving that they like dogs more than others. So it seems pathological. Is that what, is that what you're getting out of yeah, it? Yeah. Like the other day I posted, like there's this dog that was at a dog show and it didn't like do well. Like it walked around the side and someone said, it's just a good boy doing its best. I don't know what it is that tweaks me so much about this, that bothers me about it. But it's like, why is that dog a good boy? like like, like why is this automatic romanticization of dogs and i have three fucking dogs i like dogs dogs are great yeah i don't just fucking like it's really weird i've seen it in person but mostly online people are oh my god whenever i stopped posting pictures of one of my dogs for a while at one point because I would get fucking, like, just weird fucking comments all day. Like, it looks like a fox. It looks like a fox. Like, shut the fuck up. It's annoying. But even then, I ignored <laughs> them. And people yeah. would... I stopped posting for a while. And people were, like, DMing me, being like, why aren't you posting any pictures of your dog? Wow, I really? You, you, I don't know you anything, motherfucker. It's my dog. <laughs> that's, no, I actually responded to one of them, and I literally said, like... As a result of this, I'm going to post less pictures. And they got really upset. <laughs> you know, yeah, uh, I, uh, I just think, Ed, you know, here's here's what I think. And this is something I think is endemic to our, to our lives online and causes many, many problems. It's the allure of the empty text box. You know, sometimes yeah. it says what's happening. Sometimes it says post here. And sometimes it just says, leave a comment below. And people can't resist the empty text box. You know, some people can resist the empty text box. Many people cannot. And, you know, the, I, I think people maybe form uh, an idea of their own identity as being like, oh, I'm... Uh, you know, whatever, and they list out and they say their age and their their identities, like what they identify as, and they say, "I love small pupper. Uh, I love small heckin' puppers, or oh, whatever." Shit. Right? That's it's just, just like brain poison to me. <laughs> it, I, like, just, I, I just I like, just think doggos, that I like spit poison. It melts <laughs> on my desk. <laughs> I I think people just uh they they take that and that is like uh that is I think for a lot of people I think the idea of doggo and pupper ed is the is the ability of people to express positive emotions and empathy and unconditional love, and they do it in a a way that's abstract by using these meme words, and so they can express positive feelings, and they can. What are they expressing? They can, it's so they empty. no no. It's not it's not an idea. I think it's just a vague emotion. I think that people 
you know, I think that some people just want to be positive online and they don't have anything positive you know real emotions to to yeah, they don't have anything positive to say that's actually uh insightful or that actually contains any kind of information, but they feel this need to contribute in and to say things online that are positive in in loving towards a dog or a cat or or whatever whatever the thing is that they like. And so they say, you know, small heckin doggo and uh you know the doggo is a good boy and they say they say that. I think it's just an abstracted way of people being uh, of people wanting to express emotions and I think it's commonly accepted. See, I think well, if there's a picture is, like the ones who are like this this totally saved my day. I I don't think I'm a super complex person, but I don't think there's like an image just in in a vacuum that could like save my day. If I was having a bad day and I saw a particularly cute image, I just don't think that that would affect me you know like, i don't think <laughs> well i i'd see it i'll go i'll ask you and then just move on with with everything else and you know i've i've gotten some great images online i won't lie i i've seen images online that have made me laugh for two or three or five minutes and i've really liked oh, it yeah and Same i've here. saved it and I, i've right i've saved it and i've shared it with people but it is at at best a fleeting pleasure and i think maybe the idea of uh you know taking these fleeting pleasures and identifying with them and saying uh i'm the guy that loves fleeting pleasures <laughs> such as a picture I'm, of a that's, dog that's, that's my is... tattoo fleeting pleasures <laughs> all over my back it's just really confusing I, to me because i feel like I f just feel genuinely like I don't think I'm missing out on something. I think they're missing out on literally everything else. Like they, like, I don't know. Do they, does their experience of is other people, I mean this like nicely, are other people just happier? Cause I get told, Oh, you just don't appreciate something. It's like, I have the, like, I have the dog in question. I see the dog every day. This isn't a head-on <laughs> treadmill thing, by the way. This isn't me adjusting to how cute yeah. the dog is. It's just like yeah. I I get no, you know what? I would get if someone physically seeing their dog would make their day. Like I've had a shitty day and my big yeah. bigger dogs jumped to me. It's maybe like that makes sense. But it's like, oh, I saw a picture of your dog and I I saved my shitty day. It's like, fuck, was your day really that bad then? I, I think when people, you, I honestly think when people say that, I think that people want to exaggerate what they're saying because I think people tend to exaggerate so that they can then engender a response on whoever they're talking to. You know, if, if I were to email you, Ed, if I didn't know you and I emailed you and I said, I liked the picture of your dog, I thought his face, I, I thought his or her face was expressive. You would have nothing to say, but by in, inflating the emotion I got and said, Ed, your dog was so great. 
you know, I was just driving and I wrecked my car into a graveyard um, and I ran over a person. And when I went to see the person, um, it turned out it was uh, it was actually uh, uh, Mr. Rogers. You know, people thought Mr. Rogers died, but I'd actually run over him. And then I like pinned him up against a gravestone <laughs> and he was dying. And I had I had to Somebody watch said. Mr. Rogers die. And I was like, I'm very sorry. And the last thing he said to me was, it's okay, neighbor. Everybody has to die. Uh, you last, know, but then I saw your dog. Said, God isn't real, Drew. <laughs> <laughs> then, I but then I saw your the dog. Void, there's, nothing, there's nothing. There's no friends. There's no neighborhood. It's just nothing. We just, all we do is drift out there in the void. There's nothing past well, this. No, 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 no. Don't take me to a hospital, boy. I'm I'm going to die here. Just let me tell you about the void, Drew. There's nothing in yeah, the there's, void, Drew. There's nothing in the void, Drew. And he just dies. It's fucking Mr. Rogers just tells you all about it's just a void and you will drift. Yeah, yeah. But then, but then, after all of that, I saw, I saw your fucking dog. <laughs> I yeah, saw so your doggo. Also, Mr. Rogers sat there at length, telling me about the void, that I would drift, <laughs> that there's no light here in the void, where I will, I will neither live nor die. I will exist. You'll exist in a state of neither living nor dying. There'll be nothing <laughs> for eternity. You hear that? And then I saw your dog, your fucking Cocker Spaniel. <laughs> And it just really elevated my day, you fucking Cocker Spaniel. I saw your fucking Shiba Inu, and I thought, fuck. Oh, God. That's better. I feel better. I would have loved to get a Shiba Inu, but it was, like, impossible to get one. It's fucking- Actually, it happened, like, um, I don't know. Just there was, nice. so, so, uh, it, it's actually really terrible, uh, Around uh, around here, about two or three miles away from here, there's like this, uh, there's this really notorious apartment complex where like nothing good happens. Actually, uh, uh, over the past weekend, they uh, they got uh, two million dollars. The cops were bragging, you know, like the cops do, and the cops said we got two million dollars out of this apartment. Uh, and they seized all of these different drugs. But part of what they seized was 20,000 uh, THC vape cartridges. And the cops were bragging. And the cops don't know anything about drugs, right? The cops, uh, the cops, you know, have a panic attack and they say, oh, I touched some fentanyl or whatever. Uh, cops are fucking stupid. But they, they said they got vape cartridges. They got 20,000 of them. And they were 98% THC. Right. And uh, anyway, Wouldn't in this- Wouldn't kill you? Or it would like send you a bit crazy? Oh, it, no. It Well, I mean, I, you know, it's not, it doesn't- I don't know much about weed. It, someone it who just, like, uses it fairly often. <laughs> you, need, you need to go on Arrowhead. No, no, don't go on Arrowhead. It, it's- uh, it's kind of it's like uh, a Reddit or something. It's funny, but uh, no, it would uh, you know you would get you know if you had more than a little bit of it, you would get very high, and you would be like you know if if you're like me or a lot of people, 
I know you would get very high. You would have an anxiety attack. You would sleep for about 14 hours and you'd be like, I'm never doing that again. And then two days later, you would be like, it's probably fine. And you'll smoke some more of it because that's, you know, weed weed is not fatal. It won't hurt you. Uh, It does cause you, weed will cause you to smoke more weed, which is like not particularly bad. Uh, but anyway, in the same apartment complex, Ed, uh, there was somebody who had two Shiba Inus and they left their kid alone. The dogs ate the kid, which was like the horrifying, absolutely horrifying. And this was like oh, right at the height. Was it a little kid? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> so I, so the news. The heckin' puppy was hungry. <laughs> I want to see like one of these dog people just go psycho, like. That heckin', that's a good boy. He was just hungry. <laughs> just Maybe the kid deserved to die. Defend the heckin' pup was not hungry anymore. He's <laughs> fucking defending, like... Defending like the fucking, dog. Like a while like, killed a child. And he's just a good boy doing his best. <laughs> I'm gonna start quote-tweeting. If I find any shit, like a dog fucking attacking someone, I'm gonna be like, good boy, good boy doing his best. Please do. He's, he's just a psycho. He's just a heckin' dogger. He's just tr- <laughs> He's just a he's fucking just good boy. He's just out there, yeah? He's <laughs> just a... He's just trying his best. I don't know. It's, it's The internet's pathologies are so numerous that ultimately people can't people can't deal with like really simple things that well like i just think like dogs and cats and people can't just be like oh that's cute to your point yeah i think it might just be that people are so they're like i have to i have to say something i gotta say something yeah why but like i gotta say i gotta fucking say something about this shit is post the picture of a dog I can't just let this lie or just like it and retweet it and move on. Absolutely. I gotta fucking like, and I gotta say, so if you go on Dograties, so Dograties. Oh no. Yeah. Dograties. <laughs> so, so now it's like Socrates. So, okay, so Dograties, some of these. Yeah, they, they, they root dogs. <laughs> Yeah, just reading these responses, like, they just genuinely, like, some of them, like, there's just, ah, this is cute, and making, like, there's the other thing, the other empty box thing that's really driving me fucking nuts at the moment is, if I make a joke, and someone responds trying to workshop it. Yes. I actually find that more annoying than, like, typo stuff, where I'm just embarrassed. It's like, so I'll make a joke, and someone will be like, oh, but what what about, it's like, no, (laughs) I... Made the joke, please don't. That that please is don't, uh, don't. that's like a problem. That was for a long time. Uh, you know, before before any of the recent like apocalyptic in like Nazi stuff, before Nazis were real again, before there was like apocalypse. Oh, bef- I fucking love that. I saw someone the other day say, Why is anti Semitism back? <laughs> I have some bad fucking bad fucking news from my Jewish family about it being quote unquote back. Did you think it went away? Was it on vacation? Well, you think the K word hasn't been used like at all. You don't think Stormfront was fucking legal, you goon? Anyway, yeah, moving on. N- no, I and you know, you know, there were congressmen and uh, there were congress members who who were 
uh, pro-Nazi and so on and so forth. But, uh, you know, before everything, before everything turned the way it was, there was still an atmosphere where you would post a joke and people would either add parts onto the joke or people would say, yeah, well, you should have said this or people will, if, (laughs) if you have a joke where the joke relies on a factual inaccuracy, right? Where the body of the joke is that you misunderstood something and it's implied in the joke and then you joke about it and then somebody replies and they say, actually, and they tell and they correct the factual inaccuracy that was the basis of the joke. That's like all all of these things. These are like, which is where the, the kind of CJ, so the adult black male style thing of just responding with a question mark yes yes and when people have been doing this to me i just go i don't get it what do you mean and i would drag them down like eight replies of just like nah still not totally and just by the time they've got to the end i've just not necessarily hurt i've just exhausted them of any fun they were having for the for their reply, their stupid reply, where they got to feel smart for two seconds, I have exhausted any joy that they have tried to take from me. I have withdrawn <laughs> joy from their their putrid soul. I've just dragged them because I am a, I'm a miserable guy. I can be miserable <laughs> in waves. I'll just fucking like drag you down with me. You, you and know, you'll think that I won't keep asking questions. Like, hey, I I get that part, but I'm not sure about this part. And I'll keep you fucking coming back. I'll just keep fucking asking you questions. And by the time you're done, like, what you'll wish you hadn't logged on that day. I won't have hurt you. You'll have hurt you. I I particularly like... No, I I like... uh, And if I were more interactive, I just... uh, I don't, I don't have the energy. And so like, uh, a lot of the time I just don't, I just don't have the juice to like start a conversation, especially if a conversation starts out in a weird way. If somebody says something to me weird, like I just, I don't have the juice to like think about it And it, in it, you know, I'm sure it sucks. I'm sure you're supposed to like interact more on there. Uh, I don't know. And I, I also have like my own personal uh issues like you know i think everybody has the right to like curate their own experience i think that if you don't want to listen to people like you don't have to and if you don't want to talk to people you don't have to and if you want to talk to everybody or just some people uh that's fine if there are some people that bug you all the time uh you don't have to experience it i i don't know but i i particularly like cj uh uh in in one thing right. that I've seen him do many times, which is uh people will respond to him and say things to him, and he will just respond and say, No, it's not. Or he'll say, Yeah, it's or amazing. he'll just say, No. And then they will continue and they'll respond five or ten times, very patiently explaining some sort of fact to him, and he'll respond and he'll just say, that's not true. No, no, I don't think so. And they just keep, they just keep going. It, it's very hilarious. I, I wish I had the, uh, I wish I had the wherewithal to do that because I do think, uh, 
I do think that's very funny. I don't think that anybody, uh, I don't think that it's behavior modifying. Like, I don't think, no. uh, uh, I don't, it's, I don't anything, think it's weaponizing. It is weaponizing people's incessant need to like, it's weaponizing people's incessant need to reply. Yes. Yes, Absolutely. I think that taking and turning against the turning there, I must be the smartest guy in the room shit against them by being very straightforward. Oh yeah. And but it and I think part of my thing too, Ed, is that I'm I'm sort of I I wouldn't say afraid because it's not fear. I think saying I'm afraid would be overstating the case. But yeah. I I think that if I just start responding to random people who are who are being rude to me or who are correcting me, I feel like it'll encourage more people to be rude to me. Just like you know, if you don't, if you if you want, if you want some, if if you want a person or a group of people to do good things, you reward them for their good behavior. So if people interact with you in pleasant ways, you know, certainly you enjoy that and you respond to them and you interact with them and you talk with them. I've actually, uh, had, had very pleasant conversations. This is one of the cool things about having a podcast is like anybody who's willing to sit and listen to you talk for an hour an hour and a half, uh, absolutely realizes that you're a real person and not like a computer program that's going to respond to stimuli or like a 2D picture of somebody where they try to provoke you into a response. They understand you're an actual real person. And so one of the great things, and this is totally selfish, but one of the great things that this podcast has done is I've talked to a few people who are like really nice people who are like, hi, and have like a conversation with me. It's very pleasant. Uh, and it's completely unlike anything else that has happened on online in the past 10 years where, you know, just like you said, somebody will respond and, uh, and say, you know, that dog, uh, you know, I know that dog ate a bunch of people, but he is just trying to do his heckin' best. <laughs> He's a heckin' puppet that's just doing his best, man. And, and so what? Uh, and you you told me Ed before we started this, and I I've forgotten. Um, actually had uh, like a zero night of sleep last night. Long story. I was staying in a hotel. Uh, just uh, just didn't sleep. You know, sometimes you stay somewhere, and uh, you know the blankets are wrong, and the bed is too hot, or something. I don't know, but uh, yeah. I, I didn't sleep. I I forgotten. You you told me you were gonna you were gonna say one other thing today, and what was it? I don't re- like which thing. <laughs> like you like you got I me had like a list of like eight different things. Well, there was this thing about like subtle horny guys kind of got me as well because so there is um one of my favorite games that I used to play with Felix Biederman, Chapo Drabos, when we did the scumbag was. Will this horny guy get in trouble? And oh, I just yeah. send like an image like of a guy's account and a few tweets that'd be like, this guy, I would put money on the fact that this guy in like six to twelve months will get horny on the main and this will land it land him in some trouble. And 
And I have like two or three that I've got so far. Yeah. I had this one, the Polygon guy. I just, and there is a certain air to it. There's a certain way they talk. There's a certain way they respond to woman. It's usually they like respond to woman. Every, every tweet a woman makes. Yeah. Yeah. I and I read uh, I read something great about uh, this. This was really great. Uh, a comic artist I I follow. Uh, I think uh, her name's Yellow Cardigan on Twitter. Sarah McHenry. I, I follow mm-hmm. her, and she had posted something uh, about Reply Guys, and and like we've discussed before, Reply oh, yeah. Guys. Oh, the Reply Guy Mashable article was so good. Yeah, and was and, that the one? Yeah, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, yeah. And uh, I looked at it and I hovered over it and uh, uh, she had like 30 responses to it. And then <laughs> it, it was all guys doing reply guy to her to to reply to her well, to tell her. And there's uh, a certain thing to it where and these horn I did a whole scumbag with Felix once about horny guys, but. It's now got more subtle. There's like an, it's more of a taste on the air thing. It's like a, there is a certain type of guy who responds to every woman's tweets. And there there are varying levels. So there is the base level. And uh, at he he wait what, W-H-U-T, on Twitter has one of the all-time best tweets of mine. There's a female journalist called Brandy Jensen. Yeah. And she she is a woman and she sometimes posts pictures. She is like the central point of horniness for like New York media. Oh, okay. She's like nothing that she does, like it's not her thing. It's for some reason she like attracts these guys and so is screaming what is it? Screaming Jim Screamer Jim. That's what he goes by. He has this one fucking amazing tweet, and he, he tweets it out, and it's a, it, he says, uh, probably about to get yelled at. So the tweet is like an, it's like an Egyptian thing. It's like four birds on the ground looking at, up at a bigger bird. And the bigger bird says, Brandy Jensen. The little birds below her say, 50-year-old men, media friends, horny writers, and people who will laugh at anything. <laughs> and he just responds with trend trend holding every so often trend holding trend holding oh. and it's just these guys who respond and the yeah. funniest one by the way was awful pundit tournament responded with Andy Richter somehow all four birds because Andy Richter just responds to all of her things with like hee hee lol and stuff like that and those are like the base level horny guy. Those are the the kind of substrate of horny, the foundation of horniness. The guys who just respond to everything. I I like respond uh, like lol. This is great. There's there's a uh, subspecies of horny guy online that is like really funny to me, and I I've run into these guys. They're uh, they're very much. Uh, they will never say anything overtly horny, but uh, here's the key: if you ever see somebody and they're just responding to a ton of women and they're and they're not saying anything, they're just making sure they're making sure that the women know that they're being watched. 
right? Right. Right. Just making. What do you just mean by letting that, you. Because how is that different? No, I guess yeah. No, and in, like in so of what they think they're doing. But so, uh, like they but think so they're saying we appreciate you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I don't know. I I don't have any insight into the mind of the of the low key horny guy. But I I've the seen at least one the horny guy. I've seen at least so I've seen at least one of these, and it's like a guy and like he seems okay. He's just posting and like, you know, I I don't know. Uh, what kind of interactions he has with people off the site or whatever, but he just kind of very lightly responds to people and it's like, yeah, and kind of talks to people. But then if you go through his likes, all of his likes on his accounts are all the women he follows posting selfies. Like he will like just the pictures, just the pictures of of the women like he's lurking in the he's lurking in the media tab i see on twitter (laughs) i i see you out there you know with the uh it's just those are like the next level up they're the ones who are and you see they were just the reply guys who reply to everything then the next level up is the i see you guys but also on their level are the guys who they're the ones who always comment adjacent to sexual yeah just, just to the left of sexual to like yeah that. so yeah to so like, it's like gotta sexualize it somehow yeah so it's like you you can't accuse me of saying anything but i'm gonna i'm it's like a right it's like a nudge nudge and wink right yeah no and what it is is it's like old school flirting but so much worse in that if you're on a date, I don't know, I haven't been on a date in a fucking long time, but it's like, you're like trying, like a creepy guy who objectively is trying to move the thing towards sex. Right. I was never good at dating, so I have no idea. And so here's one. I just went and found one. I'm not going to name the reply guy because I've talked about him quite a few times, but this is someone responding to a woman's tweet did any journalist get a valentine's day themed blockchain pitch today glenn fleischman responds oh sorry i said his name <laughs> red pornography inevitable the blockchain contains images indelible why do you have to oh. mention pornography there glenn oh to which I, I immediately responded with a picture which is a cj bit 100 with a picture of a spray bottle like it spritz a cat with that's something <laughs> cj started doing it's fucking funny yeah. It's so fucking funny. Yeah. Uh, another one, another response where he's just responding to some random random thing about Trump with nor his ass in a hole in the ground, which is also his sexual proclivity. Again, I responded with the spray bottle. And <laughs> this happens a lot with these guys. Like they always gotta make a slightly sexual comment. Or if a comment is adjacent to anything to do with sex, they will then go at it like they're they're like yes <laughs> oh Finally. yeah or they this respond is- to selfies like verging on creepy but if someone called them out they go what did i do i didn't say anything bad i i was just did? i did nothing i was, I was just, just look nice i was just being nice i was just I was just being nice man i was just look i look it i was just 
Going through, I I took about forty four. Going to the media <laughs> section of her account, I took and about f- every single image of her. Yes, yes, I took about forty four women, right? That I and I follow them all, and uh, uh, just uh, I've just clicked the heart button, which is a platonic appreciation which means button. I it's like n- not love. It's My not. It's not. Right, it's not even anything sexual. It's just I liked all the pictures of all of the women. So it's actually, if you think about and it, it's it's are equal. More insidious. They're yeah. more insidious than the "I want to fuck your bobos" guys. Now those. Guys are <laughs> they are. They are truly awful people. I just want to be clear that 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 behavior is inexcusable, gross shit. That I'm is, really by the way. That. By the way, I'm I'm gonna make a note of this. Uh, what? <laughs> I'm I'm making a note of it. I I'm gonna quote, and this is a quote from Ed Zitron, and he says, "I want to fuck your bobos." <laughs> yes, that's the thing I said. I'm just go ahead. No, Sorry, well, no further comment. No. <laughs> comment, my attorney will be in touch <laughs> but look but they the were thing. those guys are disgusting but at least they're honest like at least they're like i wanted to fuck her it's just telling her and you're like oh that's disgusting and they will never listen we'd never have that kind of discussion with them but these horny guys are the ones that i always predict or they're like always responding to girls with oh my god name like it's a weird like I'm sure it's like a psycho thing. Like it's like in some serial killer thing where it's like they respond and always say the girl's name. <laughs> like a, like a salesman. Like like, oh my God, Shelly. Like a it's, salesman it's technique. It's a familiarity yeah. thing. It's a yes. familiarity thing. Yeah. It's something I've seen with a lot of like guys who have done out to be like genuinely abusive. And so it's, Usually with those guys, the ones who are like, oh my God, Shelly, this is so funny, Shelly, or like whoever the- Right, right, right. Choosing a name that is probably going to apply to someone I don't want it to, it will go extremely badly, this happens all the time. Um, So those ones are usually the ones who end up having done something really fucking weird at a party. They're the ones who are like- um, They're the ones who are like, oh yeah- I met him at a party and he wanted to get me alone and then he kept being too touchy. So I had to go. I was super uncomfortable. Like those are the guys that are like really fucking. Those are the, the creeps. Those are the ones that usually, and they'll get done. I think Nick, Nick, whatever his name was from Polygon was one that I always saw doing it. He was always a mopey, sad boy. And it turned out he was a creepy fucking guy. It's creepy. It's a creepy guy in DMs. They always do it. They're always horny. There's a there's a horniness, an air, an aura of horny, like an orbital horniness, an like air, Gallagher, an air of, instead of shooting little, <laughs> little horny, little like horny of rays, little missiles. It shoots like little horny DMs. <laughs> well, you know, Ed, you know, I I love this because uh, I I never got very far into bird watching. 
it, but there is a term in bird watching that okay. I think applies here, and the term is jizz. It's J I Z Z. It's spelled exactly how you think it is. In the term in bird watching, this is okay. this applies to horny guys. Thank God With, that doesn't mean anything. Yeah, else. thank God, right? And and so in bird watching, the term jizz means okay. Think about this. So. You got binoculars out or you're, you know, with your naked eye, you're just looking at birds and you see a bird and you can't see it that well. It's far away. It's obscured by a branch, but just the way it's acting, just the way that some of its coloration looks, uh, just the feeling you get when you look at the bird is referred to as jizz. And it is the general feeling you get when you look at the bird. And bird watchers refer to this because birds are fucking hard to look at, right? Because they're always flying the, the fuck around. They're, they're hard to find. They're always in fucking trees. And there's always branches between you and the bird. So you can get the best binoculars in the world. And you still can't see the bird because it's behind a fucking branch. But you see a little bit of its wing. And bird watchers use this term. It's called jizz. They say, they say I could tell from the jizz that this... I know it means cum. That this way... <laughs> I... I I see. I'm not like, sure. Do they, do I'm not know? sure because bird watching is. Just imagining all these old men sitting around going, "Oh my god, the jizz this morning." <laughs> it is so. It's. <laughs> it's. I think bird watchers are celibate, right? Like, uh, like posters. Uh, posters of my tear. Yeah, by definition, they fuck with their eyes. Yeah. <laughs> The, the jizz, so the jizz of a bird is the general feeling you get from looking at a bird. And even if you can't identify, you know, you're looking at a certain uh, kind of osprey or a certain kind of tern or or Lord knows what kind of birds there are. Blackbirds and stuff. I don't know. I told you I didn't get Already that. Already run out of bird names I, here. I didn't Pigeon get that far sparrow. into birds. Spare- is a dragon a bird? Sp- I think, wow, well, I... I think so. Dinosaurs used to have feathers, so I don't know if a dragon's a dinosaur, but you get a jizz with horny guys, which is that you can look at a horny guy, and if he's not saying, I want to fuck your bobos, he's got a jizz about him. He's got a certain air. Ed, and I think you're totally right about this. The misons, the misonsen <laughs> that he has. There is just a general. Established as a, a horny gestalt. Yes, yes. Around him. Yes, there's just a feeling you get. There's an electricity in the air, and you just know that the guy's horny. And you don't you don't even have to click around. You can tell it just from one message, right? It's just like bird watching. Except the bird's horny for a lady who's a writer. <laughs> <laughs> And there is really, um, this is really like crazy to me because when that Reply Guy article ran, I saw so many actual Reply Guys posting it. Yes. And I guess it's like all the PR people that post my articles calling PR people stupid who do the things that I call them stupid for. Because they're... I guess it's the same They're thing. They're posting it because they they complain too much, right? They're like, hey, look at these guys. Good thing I don't do this. Good thing I don't cold call people. Yeah, as they like respond to a woman saying that. Yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. Yeah, just amazing. Just fucking love it. 
I, I just love these. And they're so numerous. And I mean, yesterday I saw, I'm not going to name names this time. And I mean that for real. I saw this one yesterday was where it was like someone called him out and said, yeah, she's not going to fuck you or something like that. And then he like quote tweeted them and there was a dog pile and all this other shit. And just, I don't know what it is, but like the jizz, if you will, <laughs> the way he typed his thing with like a smiley face at the end. Oh God. Yeah. I was just like, oh, my, my weird alarms are going off here. Absolutely. Like, I just get a fucking feeling from this one that he is on, he is horny. There's a horniness. And another one of my favorites, one of my favorite guys who does this, let's see. Uh, you might have heard of him before. His uh, name is Johnny Sun. <laughs> Johnny Sun oh, does this. No. Turns out that I saw a series of screenshots the other no. day of just okay. Jenny, wish I you could see it. Jenny, oh my god, Jenny, come meet at this Jenny, hot Jenny, Jenny and Johnny, Johnny and Jenny. Oh, Jen, you're brilliant. You are my newest hero, Doctor Jen. Heart, you did this, Jen. Heart, heart, heart. Lovely idea for today, comma, Jen. Heart. Yay, Jen. All caps. Are you kidding? Laura was one of my heroes when I was new to Twitter. Oh my god, oh my god, oh my god, Laura. This is amazing. Oh my gosh, Laura. <laughs> Thanks, Laura. I, uh... Okay. <laughs> ah, cat. thank you. Thank you so much, cat. Thanks, cat. Oh my god, cat. Hi, cat. Ah, just responding to it, that one. Thank you, Shannon. This is so wonderful. Heart, heart, heart. Hi, Shannon. Hi, Shannon. I love you. Thank you, Shannon. As are you. Hi, Shannon. Heart. Uh, you, Shannon. Sorry, that one was partially obscure. I got it. Lauren, I love you so much. Lauren, I love you. Thank you, Lauren. Hi, Lauren. Same. Lauren, I love you. Haha, <laughs> I love you, Lauren. Who do I have to fight, Ashley? Give me a name. I love you, Ashley. Just for you, Ashley. Happy wedding. Yay, Ashley. Heart, heart. Oh, oh, man. That's the that's it. the saddest. You made it, Sarah. Heart, hooray! Thank you, Sarah. Thank you, Sarah. Oh, this is so good, Sarah. Oh my God! Thank oh, you, Emma. Man. Heart eyes, Emma. Thank you, Emma. Hello. Actually, it's T H A M K U Emma. Hello with one L. Oh my God! Thank you, Emma. I love you, Emily. Emily, you are amazing. Same, Emily. Oh my God, Emily. Ah, Emily. God bless Emily V. Gordon. TBH. I don't know what he's talking about. Same, Emily. Thank you, Lindsay. Thank you, Lindsay. Damn, Lindsay. Never, <laughs> Lindsay. Lindsay, I'm 100% serious. You're one of the reasons I started. So, I want to honor that. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> just fucking, just like that. Sh I'm going to start. Just fucking like this is the shit I can imagine on someone's I'm fucking wall, like a serial killer when they bust into like. I'm his gonna garage. start. I'm gonna start uh, reply guying male journalists. I'm gonna be like, I'm gonna be <laughs> like, oh my god, heart, heart, heart. I love Damn, you, dude. I Check out those like, gams. and I don't know who is a male journalist. I, uh, I, I. Fuck, hard, this is hard. such a good bit. I, I follow all uh, sorts of male journalists. I'm going to do I, this. I this love you, thing. Michael. Heart, heart. Oh, my Let's... God. <laughs> you go. If if I forget, because, Fuck. you know, like I said, my brain is like Swiss cheese. 
Yeah. Because the ideas we say on this podcast are fleeting and fleeting pleasures, like a fucking pic, like a fucking picture of a dog, like a like a. Or great ideas until you go and like do something else with your life, and you're like, oh, I have, a, I actually have, I have other stuff I really no, need to I don't, no, to. I don't have, I don't have a good so, bit right now. I might start doing the heart heart at the at the mail at the mail journal. That's really fucking uh, good. Just like you, you period, look period, you great, period. clap, look clap, great clap. Malcolm Gladwell, yes. clap. Like, I love, <laughs> like, heart, heart. Uh, oh, I like reply guying him. You, if oh, you want. so uh, good. Uh, and if someone's like, are you gay? Oh, no. Like, no, no, I don't even think, Ed, that, no, Ed, that wouldn't, it wouldn't come up. It wouldn't come up because you're doing it platonically. And you're just being supportive and you go through and look at his media tab or Paul Krugman or like, I don't know, whoever else is, is the journalist and just fave, just fave all of his selfies. And I I bet he doesn't post many selfies, but yeah, (laughs) you know, uh, uh, just go, um, I'm just typing in OMG. I'm just searching Johnny Sun's name and just typing in are, OMG. Are you searching? Are you searching like uh, OMG Mike Isaac? Like OMG, like heart yeah, heart. That's it. I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna harass <laughs> Mike. I'm gonna text. I'm gonna text him and be like, "Show me he, those games." No, it, and he uh, it, he would uh, he, he would that. think that's funny. He's a cool guy, uh, but uh, Mike fucking rules. Mike's so cool. Uh, I really, I, I hate like for someone who is so constantly negative. There are some really great people like yourself who I've actually met online, and I'm genuinely grateful for that. I don't say it enough. Like, people like you, people like Mike, like half my half my wedding was just like yeah. random internet yeah. guys. That was that was fucking funny. Just people are just like, why are there all these internet people? <laughs> like an internet wedding? I'm like, oh, no, it's it's because because the thing friend. is, and I've had to explain this to people before that when you when you work online, uh, you don't spend eight hours in an office with people. You end up talking with all of these people who are you know in your same field and they're lo- they're located wherever you know a lot of the time they're on the coasts or whatever but you know they're all over the place so uh you know you you end up knowing people that live all over the country sometimes in different countries so uh you know that's uh that's pretty normal uh anyway we'll have to so i found something yeah go ahead just now well but this is important uh, so Michael Hudson, who's a great spelunker of internet, just where people just don't fucking say things right. I just found one, and he's probably seen this one before. Apparently, people say Michael waving instead oh, really? of microwaving. Not much. Michael waving me ramen and watching movie on laptop. That's lap space top. Michael waving food is nasty. I always prefer to use the oven if I can. I hate microwaving Michael. My food. Microwaving McDonald's equal equals bad, and then crying, laughing emoji. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's uh, <laughs> that's great. I uh, I I found that. like people that uh, that I could probably like remember people's birthdays if my brain <laughs> properly. 
Yeah, that's uh maybe we could maybe we could get to that in a in a future show. The uh monetization of poor people you don't know who uh uh you know you take their media and you lock it behind a paywall and you charge people to view yourself making fun of poor people, which is like that whole which is which is that guy saying that's like a Oh, yeah, now well, I feel bad. No, because it's uh, but that's what he does, and and so it's like kind of a weird classist thing. So, uh, I on one hand it is kind of funny, but on the other, I don't think. But I like when he, it's cl- I don't but, think it's necessary. You know, when people like, take other people's photos and they're like, "This person looks dumb," like that feels that feels really weird to me. I, I don't like it. <laughs> and I'm like totally. I right, get, I right. Get why. I get right, why. Right, right. No, like and it. it's. Uh, I think it. I think it's funny when people just. I think Mike, Michael waving. Again, Michael waving is funny. funny. I like. I like that. Uh, you know, That's and you know what funny. turned the corner? You know what made me turn the corner on this is. Uh, there was a page called people of Walmart. And if you see one and it's just a guy that looks weird, right? Uh, that one, that one really, I didn't, I didn't like that because the very nature of it was like that one by definition. Was yeah. Like yeah. That, that's That one always kind of upset me. Cause it's like, why would I want to like, why would I want to know that? Well, like, and it's like, that's like people of the toilet, like just bursting in. Yeah, and be, yeah, kicking. And that's like, exactly it, dude. It's kicking in the door of a stall and taking a picture and being like, why do you shit weird? Why do you take a shit in a weird way? What's wrong with your turds? <laughs> and literally, and literally, peopleofwalmart.com, it's a real thing, is just like, it's one of those sites that's just fucking full of spam ads. Like, remember her? Take a deep breath. Well, you see what she looks like now. Have you ever clicked one of those? They are just uh, a living ad, just an ad with ads. It's like a fucking <laughs> yeah, doll, yeah, yeah, like a Russian doll. Yeah, I've I've like clicked on one, I've clicked well, something like that before. I've clicked mm-hmm. one once, and then it it sends you, it sends it you through like all these redirects, and you see all of these like gibberish earls flash on your screen, and then you get a. Then you get a pop up oh, and yeah. it's like download Adobe Flash. And then finally you get to this site and it's like an identical site with like a different design, but it's like I and e and and they've broken the list into like fifty yeah, pages. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So but people of Walmart is now literally just laughing at people you think are weird and poor. Yeah. Like literally someone in the line at Walmart with like their kid and she looks miserable and she's like overweight, I guess. So, or like a guy dressed in woman's clothing or a guy with no shirt on. He's like, got an eye. it's just like real. This one is like, this picture is he's right behind yeah. the woman in Walmart. And she's like wearing what looks like a jumpsuit and has some African looking patterns. It's like this is just fucking sad, like a really well, sad and website. it's and you understand, and I mean, I understand. So yeah. I, so I get the genesis of this, which is that it's like people, it's the same thing where people online, um, and I have the advantage of 
of being bald and having a big beard. And I take unflattering pictures of myself and I take weird pictures of myself because it's funny to me. But people will see these pictures of myself and they'll be like, you know, you're you're bald, you're old, you're ugly, you're fat, whatever. And they'll say this stuff to me and it'll be somebody and it's like I I won't even go dig because it's like, you know, it's not like I'm going to dig up somebody's life story if they told me I'm bald because, you know, I have a mirror. But uh uh, it's always somebody and they have an anime picture and they don't post any pictures of themselves. And I, I feel like, you know, the photos of Walmart uh, are are very similar to that idea where people who are not putting their photo online, uh, who maybe are insecure about the way they look, are going around, uh, you know, uh, uh, posting their judgments on people. And it's maybe uh, almost sort of sort of. Trumpian, this idea where you're going to go and pass judgment on people for things you feel insecure about. So I think, uh, I think that I think that might be a, a good idea to to end on. It is uh, just it's a just a ending. grim ending. Look, look, we should have ended the episode after you killed or I killed Mister Rogers. <laughs> And uh, he said there was nothing after this world, just nothing, just an void endless me. void. There's nothing in the world, just me. Out and there you know, the and you, you hope you don't <laughs> think there's a god waiting for you. And you know, you know, Mister McFeely's in the void, but you'll never see him again because he's infinitely far away. And you can, <laughs> Daniel Tiger's not here. Daniel Tiger lives. He carries on my dark message. Daniel Tiger, his his message is one of doom. He says, "Repent, repent for your sins." I disagree with his Judeo-Christian view of God. I believe there is nothing; it's just a void. Daniel Tiger says, "Repent now, find salvation in Christ." I disagree. I do not believe there is anything after we die. Anyway, so hey, um, thanks for listening. Thanks, to podcast, everybody. Everyone. Thanks for listening. This is uh, FTF episode 21. Again, Ed is at Ed Zitron on Twitter. It's spelled like it sounds. I'm at Drew Toothpaste. Again, thanks for listening. We drift forever in a void with no end, and we'll never see anybody we love ever again. Uh, and we'll talk to you next episode. Good night. Good night.